place last night at 11 o'clock Venice last night and woke up this morning. Pastor Kim released a word this morning and we're expecting Pastor Mel to do the exact same thing. So today I don't want you to wait for him to put something on you. I want you to take something from him because that's the way the anointing works. Amen. Put your hands together and give God a praise for the pastor and bishop of the city church, our brother, our friend, Bishop Mel Freeman. Give God a hand praise. Come on, make some noise and give God a hand praise. Now point your hand to him and say, preach, bishop. Come on and give this bishop, my friend, my man, my partner right here. Baddest bishop this side of heaven, Bishop Terrell Fletcher. Love him. We love you. How many love the Lord this night? No, how many really, really, really love the Lord? Is God a good God? I'm just in awe of God's grace and God's mercy. And the more I travel and the more I see, the hand of God moving the more I just stand in amazement of him and you know when you're a worshiper I was telling my brother this is brother Franklin uh, it's a great name by the way my middle name's Franklin uh, can you play here I am to worship I know you know that. He was standing over there while I was on the other side of the church and God spoke a worshiper. Not only is he a worshiper, but he's a preacher. I don't even really know him. I just go based on what the Holy Ghost is saying. How many believe that the Holy Ghost still talks to God's people? And we had a quick 30-second conversation. I don't know. You didn't tell me anything about what you're going through, right? And I said, there's a preacher on you, but for whatever reason, uh, sometimes when you know you're called to preach, but you got a good voice, people tend to pigeonhole you into what they think you should be. And so you, most people end up falling into the rut of being pigeonholed and locked in for life. But God is trying to tell not only uh, Franklin, but he's trying to tell somebody else here today, I know what man says about you, but what do I say about you? And I said, so my brother, I said, my brother, your season is coming. You're going to be preaching. And I said, but, but don't let the enemy mesh with you in, in this situation, in this transition. I said, because, because you've been labeled a worshiper, because that's what you've always done. You want to push away from that because you want to go to that. But what God was trying to tell him is you don't have to push away from that to get that. God said, I've created you to be both. And as long as you're just a worshiper, you're only a half a man of God that God has called you to be. And as long as you're a preacher, you'll only be half the preacher that God has called you to be because God said, I want you to be a worshiping preacher. And I don't know what I'm, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but, but God is trying to tell you, don't let folk pigeonhole you into what they see for you because God's got some plans for you. He looked at Jeremiah and said, Jeremiah, I know the plans that I have for you. I have plans to prosper you and to bless you. How many know that your hand of God is on your life? You're about to go to a whole nother level. People have been trying to pull you back, but God's trying to push you into destiny. Don't you dare let folk pull you away from what God is trying to take. Can I get a worshiper in the house of God? to give God about 10 seconds of a crazy praise. Somebody give God 10 seconds of a crazy praise. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow. Come on, say it. Everybody, come on, worshipers. Franklin, come on, you're all. See all together worthy. All together wonderful. Yeah. Come on, church, you're clever. Say, here I am to worship. Yeah. Yeah. Say, here I am to say that you're my God. Father, we love you this morning. 
today. We're going to give God what he wants. Yes. Morning praises. church the entire church is engaged in prayer 
Not only is the church praying, number one, endlessly, and number two, entirely, but they're praying, praying number three, exclusively. They, they're praying for Peter. They're, they're praying and their prayer is united. They're, they're in one accord. They're, they're in one focus. They have one purpose. What is the purpose? They're praying not for their own agenda. What are they praying for? For Peter. Y'all, come on, remember I said you gotta stay with me. They're praying for Peter. So they're praying endlessly. They're praying entirely and they're praying exclusive. They're in one place in one accord. It looks like the perfect prayer because they're praying endlessly, entirely, and exclusively, but they mess up the perfect prayer because nobody is praying expectedly. Uh, uh, come on, if you're taking notes, that'd be a good one. They're, 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 they're praying endlessly. They're praying uh, entirely. They're, they're praying exclusively, but nobody's praying Oh, don't tell me I had to come all the way from Canada to get some of you folks stirred up about how to pray and start believing God for what you're praying for. So point number one, if you don't believe what you're praying for, you won't recognize it when it... I come to tell, so who, who, who locked Peter up? Somebody here praying for something. Come on, anybody here believing God for something? But, but if you don't start believing God, if you're just throwing up prayers, it could be knocking on the door. You don't even know it's there. God has already given. God has already provided. God has already made a way of escape. And he's sitting here knocking like, is someone going to answer this choker or what? Are you going to go on ahead and get the promotion that I have for you or what? When are you going to go test drive that new car? Come on, I know you've been believing it and I know you've been waiting on it and you've been praying for it, but you don't believe that your budget can afford it, but I come to tell somebody today you need to go test drive your future because it's waiting on the car lot Peter's knocking at the door slap your neighbor upside the head say neighbor who locked Peter out come on who, who locked Peter out the door <laughs> because, because this is not a season to not believe in what you've been praying for I told my wife we was on vacation three days ago uh, in Greece on the islands and I said honey I was preaching, I was at the bottom of the hill where Paul ministered and he was looking up and, and, and as he's looking up at all of these monuments made by the hands of man, he's looking up and he preaches and he says, as I've come to worship this, but I've come to declare that Jesus Christ, him crucified and risen from the dead is what you really need to be believing in. And I looked at my wife and I said, honey, because I was up there and I was actually standing in the place where Paul was telling them this. And I started crying. And I said, I said honey, you ain't gonna believe what's coming over me. She said, what? I said, I gotta go to Israel. She said, why? I said, because if I'm overwhelmed by just standing here preaching what, what he preached by looking at this, I could imagine standing there looking at the foot of Golgotha, the place that looks like the skull. And I can only imagine that, that the cross was there and, and his blood was dripping. I could see it. And I, and I said, honey, I gotta get there. I, I gotta go where, where he was walking on the water. And they looked at him and said, I gotta go to the place where they, they stepped out and they said, what manner of man is this that, that even the wind and the, and the waves start to, to obey? I got to get to the place. This is three days ago come up in here today pastor says hey man so what's up dude you hungry he said you want to go to Israel I said what are, are y'all hearing it now who locked Peter out if you're going to pray for a thing, you're going to believe for a thing, I'm coming to let somebody know today that the thing you've been praying for, the thing you've been believing for is already knocking at the door. You just got to be spiritual enough to hear and knocking, knock, knock, knocking at your door. How many are ready to open up your ears and hear the Spirit of God saying, I've opened doors, baby. I made a way when there was no way. While you were commuting, you were sitting over there on vacation, and while you were on vacation, you were thinking about me, and while you were thinking about 
about me I was already putting it on his heart so that when you connected to him he would speak oh y'all ain't trying to hear me he would speak a word of confirmation to let me know that God was already opening a supernatural door so city of hope I come to let you know I hope you're going cause I'm gonna be there how you know cause I can hear the Lord somebody better give God a praise up talking to today but 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 miracles are coming miracles are coming church I'll give you a few testimonies real quick uh, in, in the not too uh, far in, in not too far not too long ago my wife goes to the doctor they tell her that that she has stage one kidney disease that's how I felt. You got to be kidding me. Huh. And the medical authorities tell us that, that 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 kidney damage to any extent is irreversible. Huh. The specialist told me, or didn't tell me, but it was talking to my wife. And I looked at my wife and I said, honey, we're gonna pray. We're gonna pray. Come on, talk to me. What was the first E? Endlessly. We gonna pray entirely. We gonna pray, but we ain't gonna forget to pray. And so what did we do? We added the expectation on our prayer. And then she went back to the doctor. And the specialist told my wife, they said, um, miss, we, we've done some more tests. And, and, and um, you're too good to be under my care. She said, well, what do you mean? He said, I don't know what happened. But the last report you heard, oh, come on, somebody. You can wipe that out as though it never even happened because, because something happened. Oh, I'm, something happened. And she ain't what I saw she was a couple weeks. Oh, y'all, y'all don't want to talk to me. Why? Because we were praying. Not only were we praying, but we was believing. Not only were we believing, but we were praying exclusively. God, you got to heal her. Why? Because there's work to be done, and the devil can't have my baby. Oh, are y'all hearing me up in here? Somebody give God a praise like you really believe this thing. Sit down, sit down, so, so, so then what happened? So, so, so then because we got that report, we started jumping and shouting. He attacked my daughter. Attacked my daughter, Tiffany. My daughter, Tiffany, started having all kinds of crazy symptoms. And Tiffany had a biopsy done. She had a biopsy on her neck. And the test results showed that, that the tumor had cancerous cells on it. How many know when when the devil attacks your baby. Oh, come on. So I got anybody up in here with a backbone? Oh, come on. Devil, you can mess with me. But I'm going to tell you who you ain't going to mess with. Oh, hey, 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 where are all my street folk? Come on. I, you can go ahead and put your hands on me, but you ain't going to touch. You ain't going to touch my baby. You ain't going to touch my babies. You ain't going to touch my grandbaby. Oh, y'all, you ain't going to touch the babies that ain't even out yet. Why? Because the promise of God on me is going to go from generation to generation to generation. Devil, you can't have my bloodline in the name of. And so we prayed. And she went to back to the specialist. And, 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 and. And the specialist looked at the tumor again. See, some of y'all need a, a second visit. So, so, some of y'all need to go for a second opinion. Some of y'all still see men like trees. So you need to go and get touched again. And so she, my daughter went back to the specialist and the specialist looked at her. Okay, um, I don't know what to tell you. The tumor is shrinking, and the cancer that we saw. 
Now, if I was talking about yours, baby, you'd be shouting right now. Maybe that's why y'all can't get a breakthrough because you can't rejoice when God is blessing your neighbor. Come on, somebody. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Come on, because God has favored me. God has blessed these hands. Signs and wonders and miracles come out of these hands, baby. Somebody give me a high five. Come on. Come on. Give me some. Give me some. Give me some. Give me some. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. So he, so, he, so he got up off my children. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. Who locked Peter out? <laughs> and, so, and so he got off my children and j- j- jumped on my assistant pastor at the church. Oh, don't you tell me that the devil won't work an angle. If he can't get you, it don't mean he's done. Come on, somebody. Just because things are going well in your life don't mean they're going well in somebody connected to you. If he can't get you, he's coming at your children. If he can't get your children, he'll get your dog. If he can't get your dog, he'll try and kill your goldfish. Yes, he will. He's coming after you. But you got to be aware, ain't no devil in hell can get with this baby. The blood of Jesus is on me and everything connected to me. So, 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 stay with me. So, so he goes after a pastor, Pastor Shirley. And she goes in, she said, Bishop, you got to pray. I said, why? She said, because they're telling me that I, that, that, that I got stage four colon cancer. Hmm. So far into it that they had to remove a part of her colon. Then they sent her to a kidney and liver specialist because they were afraid that there was cancerous activity going on in the other parts of her body. <laughs> But we prayed. Oil on these hands. Oh, somebody gonna get some oil on their head today before this day's over. I don't know what hell you're going through, but I'm about because I come here to slap some devils. I come up in here to slap some San Diego devils upside the head today. And so we prayed. We put some oil on these hands, and in the in the name of Jesus, loose her body and let her go. And so she went back to the doctor. (laughs) And upon further examination, the specialist was amazed that things were not only getting better, but they literally reversed course. They could could track where it was going and it reversed and now they could track what it was leaving. Are y'all hearing me? A week ago, they could track where it was going. It's going to go from here to here, from here to here, from here to here. But then they, they tracked it. Well, it left here and went back to here. Now it left there and went back to here. Now it's leaving. Why do you think the Bible said, oh, y'all ain't talking to me. Why do you think the Bible said that you can start claiming it back? I don't know about you, baby, but I'm claiming my children back. I'm claiming my grandchildren back. I'm claiming my friends back. Whatever the devil has stolen from you, it's got to come back in the name of Jesus. Some of y'all got some money that needs to come back. Some of y'all got some health problems that need to go. How many ready to get it back? Somebody shout, I'm getting it all back. I want it all back. And if you don't want it, I'll take yours. I'll take yours. I'll take yours. I'll take your devil. You got to give it back in the name of Oh, y'all thought I was done. This is all in the last six months, y'all. So it jumped on my uncle. My uncle Steve has sugar diabetes. was causing him to lose his eyesight. And so we prayed. And we put oil on his hands. And upon laying hands on him, we begin to speak a word of life. In the name of Jesus. And he goes back to the specialist. And his eyes begin to reverse course. And he starts to see things the way he originally saw things. And now his sight today is better than it has ever been. Oh, y'all ain't talking to me. 
because God don't only want to restore what you had. He said, I'm not only going to give you back what you had, but I'm going to give you stuff that you should have had. How many are ready to get some stuff that you should have had? Yeah, that money that you should have had, but somebody else got God said, that's coming back your way too. Yeah, yeah, all the health that you should have had, that's coming back to you. How many are ready to give God a praise up in here? God, don't just restore me. I want you to give me everything. Take what you stole from my granddaddy and my great-granddaddy and my great-grandmama. I want it all back. Somebody high five three people. Say, I'm getting it all back. I'm getting it all back. Family, it's time to start looking for what you're praying for. Who locked Peter out? Who locked him out? The church was praying, number one, endlessly. Come on, y'all got to stay with me. I told you I'll keep cooking if you keep eating. Number two, the church was praying entirely. Number three, the church was praying, but they weren't praying. And I would venture to say the same thing that was stopping them from opening the door. Then is the same thing that's stopping the church from opening the door. Now, there's three things that, that kept them from opening the door. Y'all want to know what it is? Because I believe that there's three things that's stopping you from opening the door to your breakthrough. Number one, they were, they were thinking too much about the facts. Uh -huh. They wouldn't open the door because they had too many facts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nothing can foil your faith like being fixated on facts. Oh, I'm hoping y'all getting this thing. <laughs> uh -huh. Because, because there, there were three facts that we find in this story in verse 1, in verse 2, and in verse 4. There's three facts that hindered them from opening the door. Verse one, or the first fact in verse one, they, they wouldn't open the door because who was serving as king? Because who was serving as king? They wouldn't open the door. Fact number two is found in verse two. Who had already been killed? They wouldn't open the door. Fact three is found in verse four, how Peter was being kept. Those are the three things that stopped them from opening the door. I'll say them again. Number one, who was serving as king? Say that. Number two, who had already been killed? And number three, how Peter was being kept. Now let's break that down. Let's go to Acts 12 and 1. The first one, Herod was serving as king. Mm -hmm. Herod, every Herod in the Bible was wicked. Mm-hmm. Every Herod in the Bible was a murderer. Every Herod in the Bible led by fear. And this Herod in Acts chapter 12 is the grandson of the Herod we read about in Matthew chapter 2 verse 16 who had all the male babies killed under the age of two during the administration of Jesus. Y'all remember that story? The Herod in, in this text is, is the nephew of the Herod in Mark chapter 6 that had John the Baptist's head cut off. Mm -hmm. Herod's name struck fear into people. Remember watch Lion King, Mufasa. And you said Herod. <laughs> so the question I have for you church is what name strikes fear in your life when you hear it? Mm. Some of y'all hear cancer, mm. diabetes, mm. kidney failure. Mm. Come on, and we don't answer the door because, because the devil, via the doctor, gave us a name that paralyzed us from answering the door of the very thing we've been praying for. We won't answer the door. Why? Because cancer said, hmm. But what did I do in all of these situations? They come to me and tell doctor says, here's her problem. I don't say, hmm. I say, in the name of Jesus. They tell me my daughter's got a problem. Hmm, no, in the name of Jesus. My associate pastor's got a problem. Hmm, no, in the name of Jesus. My uncle's got a problem. In the name of Jesus. And I come this morning to talk to you, 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 you. In the name of Jesus, be thou healed, be made whole. How many are ready to receive your miracle? How many are ready to receive your breakthrough, your blessing, your healing? Somebody say, I receive it. I, I receive it. 
So Herod's name struck fear. But I've come to tell you this morning that there's a name that is above every name. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. I said there's a name that is above every name. And the first fact that hindered them from opening the door was who was serving as king? Herod. The second fact that hindered them from opening the door was who had already been killed? Mm -hmm. Herod had James, the brother of John, put to death by the sword. So, so here's, here's the breakdown. Peter's in jail. John's on the run. And James is already dead. Peter is in jail. John is already on the run. And James is already dead. Are y'all with me? I'm going to say it again. Peter is in jail. He's getting up out of here. And James, so, so three of Jesus' main dogs, Herod was after. Why? Because if Herod can't get the man, he goes after what the man's connected to. Are y'all hearing me? He, he, he goes after the anointing. Some of y'all are wondering why you're going through the hell you're going through is because you're anointed. You just don't know it. You thought that it's because you did this wrong, you've done that wrong. No, it ain't about you doing something wrong. I've come to let somebody know now that all hell's coming against you, not because you're doing something wrong, but because you're doing something right. You're spending time with God. God's got a blessing on you. God's got an anointing on you. God's got favor on you, and the enemy sees it on you, and he don't like it, and he knows he can't mess with your God, so he's coming after you. But somebody needs to high-five your neighbor. Say, neighbor, don't worry about it. It's the same anointing that attracts your devil is the same anointing that'll take him out too. How many believe that the anointing of God can take every devil out of your life? Yeah. So the third fact that hindered them from opening the door was, was how Peter was being kept. In verse four, and when Herod had apprehended Peter, the Bible said he put him in prison and delivered him to four quadrants of soldiers. Somebody say four. Four quadrants of soldiers. If you want to break down to that, four quadrants is simply 16 guards. 16 guards. He had seven guards at the front gate. Seven guards at the rear gate. One was chained to his left arm and one was chained to his right arm. Now how many know you ain't going nowhere? Did you hear me? Seven guards at the front door. Seven guards at the back door. One guard chained to your left arm, the other guard chained to your right arm. It looks like Peter has no way out. It looks like Peter is getting ready to die. In fact, the facts say that it's not looking good for Peter. But I've come to talk to somebody here this morning that the facts say you're not going to make it through, but you're going to make it through. I've come to let you know, let me give you another fact. You've been believing on the facts that are, that are your reality and they're stopping you from answering the door. But let me give you a few of facts. If God before you, who can be against you? Y'all want another fact? Here's another fact. A thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 shall fall at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh my dwelling place. Y'all want another fact? I've come to let you know that no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. Y'all want another fact? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Y'all need another fact? The weapons of your warfare are not carnal but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of stronghold. Y'all want another fact? You're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field. You're blessed in your coming. You're blessed. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. How many are ready to tell the devil? Let me give you some facts, devil. Whoa. So, 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 so I'm not walking by facts. I'm walking by faith. Because the just shall live by faith. Because faith without works is dead, but without faith, it's impossible. Yeah, y'all know your word. I love that. So here, Peter's knocking at the door, and nobody won't answer. 
Why? Because they're, think, they're thinking too much about the facts. Number two, they're not answering because they didn't think it could happen that fast. Acts 12 and 12. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many church folk were gathered. What's it say? Still praying. Did y'all hear that? Still praying. Did, did y'all hear that? I'm going to say it again. He, they were still <laughs> they, they, they were still yeah y'all I'm gonna make sure y'all get this said that that Peter came to the house and was knocking on the door and nobody answered the door because the church folk were gathered together still praying uh-huh what they're really doing is they ain't even said amen yet They're still on their knees asking God to make a way for Peter. Oh, y'all ain't talking to me. Some of y'all are believing God right now for something in your life. You ain't even got it out of your mouth yet. Some of y'all are going to be in prayer tonight for what you need God to do tomorrow. And I've come all the way from Canada to let you know that the very thing you believe in God for, you ain't even closed your prayer yet. You ain't even said in Jesus' name yet. How many got that kind of faith that you believe that God can make a way where there is no way before you even get in trouble? God's already making a way for you to get out of trouble. I don't know who I'm talking to, but who locked Peter? They were still praying. Huh. And Peter they're still asking God to do it they're still believing and they're, they're praying and sweat they're still having prayer service come on y'all y'all know when we get together for prayer service first person starts looking up sees everybody else is praying come on that's cause you know you really ain't praying you just putting in time okay I'm gonna talk to this side y'all don't cause you know half the church that come to prayer catch that half the church that comes to prayer only a quarter of them are really praying the other ones are just putting in time okay I'm not talking about y'all I'm talking about how it is in Canada um, they're just praying and they're looking to see if, is John done praying is Kim done praying is Bishop done praying yet and okay okay I've done my due diligence they can get up and they can walk out I've done it God I pray but Peter 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 said Hey, somebody going to answer this door. Rhoda goes running to open the door. She gets to the door. Yay! Runs back. Check this out. Isn't it amazing how, 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 how the miracle was revealed to the least spiritual person first? Yeah, because the spiritual folk were. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die, come on, we know we make it up. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. That's so pretty, God. I know you're pleased. And Peter's like, hey! Rhoda's like, what? Runs back to the church folk. Church folk. Oh, come on, y'all. See, some of y'all looking at me like that right now. You've been saved too long. Church folk. Any, church folk in Canada are strange, y'all. I'm not talking about San Diego. Y'all my peeps. Those Canadians that are watching, <laughs> I love you. Mwah. But church folk are having church and the miracle shows up and they won't let the miracle in the church 
because they weren't done concluding what they thought they need to be doing. Are y'all hearing me? God, you can't show up now because the preacher hasn't finished preaching yet. But God said, but what if I want to bless before the preacher gets up? What if I don't want the preacher to preach today? What if I just want to worship? What if I just want the praise team to stay up here for the next hour and give me praise and give me glory and give me honor? I know you've got an agenda, but what about me? How come y'all locking me out when I'm trying to get in? I've come to my own, but my own received me now. Y'all ain't talking to me. Here I am, baby. I'm right here knocking. I'm almost done. Stay with me. So, so they're, they're thinking, number one, too much about the facts. They're thinking, number two, that, that, that this can't happen that fast. We ain't even said amen yet. And number three, they're thinking it was already final. It's already done. Ain't no way. Look at verse 13 through 15 says, and Peter knocked at the door, and the damsel came, Rhoda, to hearken the door. I love King James Version. She came to hearken the door. And when she recognized Peter's voice, Peter's outside, hey, hey. She heard his voice. The Bible said in verse 14, she opened not the gate for gladness. She heard it. Didn't even have to see it. Oh, I could stay right there and preach that whole thing. Because blessed is the one that hears the voice of God that doesn't have to see. But I'm not going to preach that for sake of time because I got about 15 seconds left. But, 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 but she, she hears the voice. She runs back to them. And in verse 15, and they said to her, woman, you are out your mind. Is that what your Bible says? Woman, you have gone mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they to her. <laughs> they said, it can't be what we're praying for. Oh, this is too good to be. This, come on, this scripture just preaches for itself. Rhoda, you crazy. I'm telling you, he's at the door. Rhoda, you're tripping. I'm telling you, I heard him. Rhoda, you have lost your mind. Why? Because it can't be what we're praying for. Then they justify their lack of belief. They said, it's got to be an angel. What they were saying is, we've been praying so tough, Bishop, that we must have summoned up an angel. Is that the scripture? Is that what Charles' word says? We've been praying so tough, God must have blessed us with an angel. Because it can't possibly be God blessing us with what we asked him for. It can't possibly be God blessing me with favor because I asked him for that. No, God must be giving me something supernatural, something that I could see but never attain. Why? Because what I'm really asking for is way bigger than what my God is able to do. Y'all ain't hearing me, but I've come to let somebody know today it's time to start asking God for things that your eyes have not seen and things that your ears have not heard, things that haven't entered into your heart because God has got them in store. Is anybody here this morning ready to start asking God for some crazy stuff I mean some stupid stuff I mean some stuff that you don't have the education to qualify for. You don't have the credit to qualify for it. Am I talking to anybody? You too old to get the promotion, but God's gonna give it to you anyway. Somebody shout, you talking to me, Bishop. You talking to me. That's my word this morning. God, God, give me, somebody give God about 20 seconds of some crazy praise up in this house. Give God about 20 seconds of crazy Pray. Why? Because what you're believing for is knocking. Come on, come on. It's knocking at the door. 
yeah, but Bishop, I've been praying for seven years. Well, it's here today, baby. It showed up. You just got mail. It's in the mailbox. Some of y'all gonna walk home and your Peter's gonna be knocking. Some of y'all gonna get in your car and you're gonna hear Peter knocking. How many are ready to answer the door? How many are ready to give God a praise? It's already. family I've come too far to leave this place without you answering the door it took me 24 traveling hours to get here Bishop Terrell said how long did it take you to get here man I said we left Greece docked at Venice got on a plane in Venice flew to Germany went for a two hour layover in Germany Flew from Germany to Seattle. Two hour layover in Seattle. Flew from Seattle here. Last night, got in late last night at like 10 o'clock last night. We traveled, we left the day before at five in the morning. Got here last night, 10 o'clock at night. You know why? We'll let you know that somebody's been locking Peter out. And I've come to let you know, I don't know what it is that you've locked out of your life, but we're going to swing those doors wide open today. I've come all this way to let somebody know it's time to open up your eyes, your belief system. You've got to start believing again. You've got to start dreaming again. You need to start hoping again. Some of you have lost your hopes. You've given up on God. You come to church, the ritualistic stuff. You come, you give your tithe, you give your offering, you give God a quick shout, a quick shake, and you go on home. But I've come to let you know the church has got to be more than a quick shout and a quick shake. It's got to be a transformation. It's got to be a touch of the Holy Ghost. You need some oil slapped on your forehead. You need to know that greater is he is in you than he that's in the world you need to know that you're getting all your stuff back whatever the devil stole I come to unlock it today baby I come to, your children are coming back to God your money is coming back your relationships are coming back somebody shout give God a praise up in this place this morning and so so Bishop, do you got oil? Do you have oil? Because normally I wouldn't do this, but I just feel under the unction of the Holy Ghost that, Bishop, if your elders can come and help, I don't need to pray on everybody. I just want to high-five you. I want to put some oil on these hands because I'm telling you right now, and it's not my hands. It's him. Him connected did you hear that? I said, him connected with your faith. It's got nothing to do with me. Zero. So if you're looking at it just so you, I want to get with Bishop Freeman. No, I'm not the one. I'm not the answer. I can't do it. But I can tell you this. Him and your faith. Bible said if two or three touch. Are y'all hearing me? Two or three touch and agree. I don't have to say no long prayer over you. I just need to high five you. I just need to touch and agree. So what I want you to do, as they give me some oil, Bishop, if you come with me too, Pastor Kim, come on, I want you all to come up here. We're going to put oil. You're going to come up this aisle. We're going to keep everybody coming up this aisle and then go that way. So if you're over there, walk around that way, come up this aisle. We're going to stand here. We're just going to high five you. You just walk right by. But here's what I need you to do. I need you to get on your mind what you need. Are you hearing me? I need you to get on your mind what you need. Because I'm not going to pray. I'm just going to touch and agree. And whatever you have going on in here is about to manifest in here. How many believe that in this place? I need some worshipers to come on up here in the name of Jesus. Come on, I want you to make an aisle. Come on and play me something. Give me some worship. Come on, come on. Yes, come on, right on by, right on by. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church, I want you to pray and believe like you really believe it's going to happen. Come on, I want you to believe, shout, give God praise. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 